Welcome to the very first Work From Home cast. We are going to be talking to various professionals, streamers, and influencers about making the transition to working from home. You are joined by me, Chris Slight, you know me, from the expert content team. You also know my friend over here, Lewis, from the expert content team. Lewis, how you doing? Good, good. I think after about a year of working together now, this is the first time we're actually like really together on a video, right? It is, yeah, because we do the, we do the state of streaming, but that's like filmed separately, and yeah. I just like edit it in. So yeah, the, I think so. Did we do the very first introduction live? I feel like we did the first introduction like this. I, so if I, you go back and watch that, yeah, I think we like tossed to each other a little bit there. Oh, did we do that? I thought we. Ah, oh, man. Well, here we are. Here we are, and we're not alone, Lewis. We're with a guest. I'll let you uh, sing his praises, or should I, Chris? Do you think I should? I should say uh, well, who we're talking. Well, you do it, Lewis. So right, tell tell right. us about our guest. All right, a little bit of intro for our guest before we bring him in. Um, so he's a host with over 15 years of experience in the entertainment industry. That's film, radio, esports. Uh, he has a strong comedy background. He's worked with major brands like MTV, Smart, Google, PlayStation, Disney, Blizzard, and ESL. He's the number one wedding MC in the Philippines, and he's hosted some of the biggest esports events in the world, such as Manila Masters, ESL One Hamburg, Frankfurt. I think I'm going to butcher this Cato Weiss, right? Maybe, maybe not. Uh, and, he has, you. and he has a super huge following across social media on Facebook and TikTok with over 700,000 followers. So let's give a warm welcome to the introductory episode to Ari Neiman. Hey, hey what's up? Hey, Chris. Hey, Luis. Luis, it's uh, Katowice. Katowice. I, I, I said Katowice as well. Trust me. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I said I said the same thing. I was like, "Hey, Katowice is Katowice. Katowice. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Don't hurt. I'm sorry, my Polish friends. Um, <laughs> it it's, is it's an honor right. to it's, have you here, man. It's always okay when it's the ignorant American that uh, butchers. <laughs> <them>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I up I up my accent. All all I'm from the a hey, third world, man. Just you know, you know, you're colonized. <laughs> you know. Uh, <laughs> we don't know. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, it's it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. No problem. Thank you very much, man. I mean, I've watched a bunch of your stuff online in preparation for this. And yeah, you've got some really good stuff at that. And some of those credits, man, they are crazy. I mean, can you give us a little background into how you got into hosting and stuff? Uh, thanks. Thanks so much, man. Yeah, I, I mean, I just uh, I think it's really the same story for a host. I mean, you kind of fall into it. I mean... Uh, only a few people I would say would say I grew up when I grow up I'm gonna be a host you know I mean it's it's kind of like it, um, uh, someone just asked me to do an event uh, I, I did enjoy being on stage after one event I'm just like oh I think and then one person uh, after the event said you did good you should you should be a host I'm like host oh what is that uh, and looked into it uh, did one event after another you know how it is right you do good one you keep it going people like your work um, and then, you know, you just try to get better um, uh, as you go. And uh, that's what got me started with hosting. Yeah, I mean, so before the pandemic came in and for hosts, I know because I've done some hosting in my time, like it really kind of put a wrap on a lot of stuff. But oh, we we what, what was a typical project for you before the pandemic? Like what did what was kind of 
what did that look like for you before that? Like you get a project in, like what's kind oh, of the little dude, process it, for that? It was, uh, the thing with hosts, I mean, you, you work with people in production, you work with brands, you work with events. I do many different kinds of events, um, but I kind of focus on celebration, socials, and um, esports uh, and everything. So uh, what happens usually is um, you got a booking, um, they check your calendar, they see if you're available, um, you say you're available. And you, you, they ask for your rates. You give your rates. Uh, if it's all good, um, sometimes they negotiate here and there. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes you know, it's just the nature of the business. Um, and if all is good, they'll send you a booking. Um, usually, they ask for a down payment or depends. And yeah, yeah, you just put together a contract, and that is uh, a booking for for a host. And come in, uh, do the work that's intended, and uh, that would be basically how it would go. It was really good. I mean, no one really ex um, expected events to take a hit the way it is, right? I mean, who could predict a pandemic, mm -hmm. right? I mean, you're just like, yeah, yeah, we're good. And uh, Lewis mentioned esports. I was on the way to kind of hosting my first major. Uh, I was uh, booked for the LA major. And that was kind of in my line of sights of uh, getting one step closer to hosting TI or just getting be a part of TI for Dota. So, because I, I do have that on my list. Hopefully I can do it before I, I retire, you know? But um, uh, yeah, it was really perking. It was really working out, man. It was really. Mm. I mean, I've 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 done my good, paid my dues a good amount, um, and worked my way up. Um, at the most, I, I think my most events I had was like twenty six, twenty seven events in a month. Wow. And in a month. Yeah, in a month. Yeah, like wow. that's a December. That's a December, and uh, <laughs> you just go one after the other. Um, and uh, I love what I do. I mean. Uh, I really, truly do. I love uh, putting on a show for people. I love entertaining people. I love communicating and engaging and finding a way to connect with people and uh, still learning how to do that better and, uh, you know, just evolve and grow in that aspect as a communicator and as someone who's connected to people. So that's how it was usually. Uh, but yeah, we all took a hit. I mean, not just events, everyone did. Yeah, yeah, and and for for people that don't know, like the 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 events that you mentioned that you had coming up, those are huge events. So like that that's a that that, that that's a big thing to miss. Uh, how how did you? So when the pandemic hit, and everything started getting cancelled, uh, how did you pivot your work? Because you know with work from home cast, like the, how did you pivot into what you're sort of doing now? What was kind of the first kind of changes and stuff you started making? I, I, first of all, it was just kind of accepting um, mm. that, okay, this was the situation. This is it. Um, uh, I, uh, there was going to be no work. Like your entire calendar, or how, however many events I had, that was just wiped, right? Um, and I kind of saw it as an opportunity to do things I've always wanted to do, but um, it never, never really had the time to do it because it was mm. usually just meetings. Rehearsals, hosting meetings, rehearsals, mostly meet up with clients, meet up uh, at a restaurant or w wherever you meet up, and that that's the cycle would go on for, for the year, and then you'd, you'd rarely get breaks. Um, but uh, I always had uh, a affinity for memes and content. Like I've done that for esports. Um, Lewis knows this, and in some aspects that we did for the FGC community, I've I've done it. Uh, I've also I also was a writer for like, um, I was a stand-up comedian for seven years. I did improv for three years and I was a comedy writer for a bubble gang, which is like the SNL here of the Philippines and then eventually became cast. So content is something that I kind of do have. I feel it's, uh, if it is, a, it's part of my strengths. So I was just like, okay, 
I'm gonna kind of try to do this. So what I did is I think within a week of what I did, I pitched something to Predator, um, Philippines Acer Predator. Mm-hmm. I pitched a coaching series for Dota. Um, and it was with Purge, he's a personality. And uh, they, t- they, they pick it up. Um, and we did like a two season um, series and that kind of that paid the bills for the month and the next nice. month. So um, I, I, I'm just not one to I want to find solutions. Yes, I'll feel bad. Yes, I'll think. But I'm not one to kind of stay in there. So I just kind of. All right. What can we do to kind of solve the problem? And yeah, that it kind of started from there um, in terms of transitioning to something else. Was, was putting together a pitch like that, like, was that something new for you? Or had you done stuff like that before? This was just for kind of a different work environment? I've done stuff like that before. Um, so I kind of knew what I was doing um, in terms of... I did it for a, a few projects before uh, with events. Um, and I just kind of figured out how I want to do it better because a, a pitch deck is a very, very important. It has to give, you have to give the yeah. client exactly what they can expect, exactly uh, references of your work, um, results, if you can give them results of what you've done in the past. Um, and of course, credibility um, in regards to uh, yourself as the person, you know, trying to um, provide a service, basically provide value for them. So um, I kind of had experience doing it. Um, it was definitely, I think, gave me a little bit of an edge because I understood what it meant. Um, I'm very particular with my profile. Um, Lewis mentioned it. Like I, I do put details that I feel. What would the client want that will kind of give them, that will get me to earn their trust? Or, like tell, or just give me a little bit of not like, okay, this is someone who definitely has an attention to detail and understands what it takes to um, deliver. So those are always things I think about um, when I put something together. That's why I always really invested in my profile. It took me like a year or two years to put together my website. I wanted to do it properly and um, put together my body of work in a way that would um, earn trust or earn like, okay, this is a person who has experience and knows what he's doing. Yeah, yeah I mean, honestly... Oh, sorry, Lewis. Go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was, I was just going to say too, like... Um, you know, one of the things that, uh, you know, I notice is, you know, you have a site and one of the things like having worked with talent in the past and before, um, a lot of times you're lucky if you can get an email on the Twitter profile. Yep. So, um, you know, I know you're really active on social media, um, but, you know, just so people know, like, you know, they might think like, ah, who, who looks at a website anymore these days? Like, has that something, has that been something that's you found that's generated leads or generated opportunities? Like what have you found has yeah. been like your best funnel to like kind of find jobs and stuff? Um, I think the best way to kind of, um, well, you have to deliver, you have to be good enough. I think that's, that's just it, right? Like if that's, if you try to, if you have the best website and the best profile, best looking, but when you're out there and you, it's time to deliver and you don't, that's your last job. At least mm-hmm. with them, right? So um, the number one thing first is to be good enough. So you have to put in the work and you, nothing with hosting. It's not really something you can teach. It's something you need to do as with most things, right? So just getting on stage, just doing as much as you can, learning, growing, um, evolving, um, never settling uh, for just like, you know, because uh, sometimes if you kind of, you know, you've, you've made a certain amount of success, 
if you get complacent, then you know it's just the next person. The next person who's hungry is gonna come in, and that's just the nature of things. Period. So. Just get good enough first. I think that's what's gonna get you work. Like you can have no profile, no nothing, no everything. I know a lot of talent who have none of that, but they're good. They're just period. They're just good, man. They're the best. Um, yeah. uh, but if you have that skill and you have a good portfolio and you present professionally, then there's a very good chance that you will get consistent work. And you know be respected by your peers and the people you work with in regards to, okay, th this person is definitely someone you can depend on. So yeah, first and foremost, be good enough. If you're not, then <laughs> uh, there's, what, what do you have to build around, right? What do you have to build around? Like, yeah. you know, I, I have a really good portfolio. Look at it. Yeah, it's really, really nice. Yeah. And then you, it's a mess, That's right? Nice, but no practice. Like, yeah. yeah <laughs> like, like, Eri, you were shit. I'm just like, but I have a really good portfolio, you know? I mean, you know, <laughs> it's just, you know what I mean? So yeah, first and foremost, what will get you the work is if you're good enough and then push past that and just keep at it. If you build a portfolio, then your work will speak for itself and your portfolio just, you know, adds to that. You know, your portfolio will open a door, but you know, more doors will only open if, if, you're, if you're good enough. Yeah, completely agree. I mean, again, you reference it was something we were talking about just before. Kind of, we got the we got the show going. I mean, you, you even have like a section on your on your site where it's like, this is all the equipment I'm using. Mm. Just so you know, which I know because Lewis, uh, you're a producer of a lot of events. You had mentioned that that specifically is like crazy useful as someone that's going to be booking someone that's working from home, like knowing those tools. Did it help, Lewis? Did it help? Yeah. Did, did that kind of did, did was yeah. that a nice little check? So, so um, you know, previously I was doing a lot of uh, well, just like you in the pandemic hit, we ha we had all these events lined up. You know, traveling to Australia, traveling to China, and all of a sudden it went from you know not having an event to yeah. like everything's going to be offline, right? Yeah. So. Uh, we basically, and in fact, it was in such lockdown that we actually had to bring all the production equipment in my home and me and my roommate were producing shows from the extra living room space. <laughs> yeah. uh, and one of the ones was um, we had brought in some new hosts and some new talent. And, um, you know, they were like, yeah, sure, I can, I can, I can cast from home. And, and we did the first, the first episode and just the audio was terrible and we're like, what's going on it's like well you know i'm on my laptop in the living room and it's like okay, in the well, living room wow that's great <laughs> yeah <laughs> in are the living you room. are you connected to the internet yeah it's like yeah i'm just connected to the wi-fi so oh that's great um <laughs> yeah that's something i noticed is that you listed the computer that you have you know all the microphone all the camera equipment so i guess kind of what what motivated you to kind of put that in your profile um i just uh it's it just earns a little bit of like it'll get the client to say, oh, okay, this is, if you're, because if, if you're production, you would appreciate it. You'd be like, good equipment. Okay, that's, that's decent, decent equipment. You know what I mean? So I just know that with the nature for work from home events, equipment is so important. I even had a friend saying, Ari, um, definitely add that to your fee because that's something you invest on. Like, you know, have an equipment fee because these are all equipments that are not cheap. And um, they are good enough for international, you know, if you were to broadcast an international event, this equipment is really good enough. 
you have a lot yeah i have a land connection i have a backup land connection i think the backup land connection is a really big plus because <laughs> i have two yeah. i have two isps so in case one fails i have i plug the other one in and um we're good which happened at an event a minute before i was about to go on wow. and they're just like it dropped so i said okay give me a minute plug it in Restarted the computer because it's not going to register, right? So restarted um, and was able to start. So it's really these things where I understand um, what you need to be able to deliver in terms of my job as a work from home, uh, working from home. Uh, I, I think it's just important that the people that are considering to hire you know that you have the equipment to deliver because that definitely sets you apart for sure. Yeah, just following up on that. So... Um, what would say be one piece of equipment that you know made your job easier? And then did you do you think there's a piece of equipment that maybe like it doesn't necessarily make your setup easier, but you know that's kind of like what got the clients to like agree and want to keep working with you? Lights. <laughs> lights, I yeah. think, is a big Strong lights agree. is a big yeah. I think because if you have a C920, um, this is a A6000, right? Um, but if you have good lights, um, it makes even just a C920 camera look pretty pretty decent. Um, so I would say if you properly light yourself, um, and what I did is I had a really um, a very, very um, respected photographer here. Again, uh, I, I kind of tapped into my market with weddings. Uh, and I said, do you want to do like a stream where you teach people how to light work from home setup? And this guy is an amazing, he's a master of lights. Uh, Jiggy Alhendri, uh, you know, uh, shout out to you. Um, so um, he helped me out. Um, so I kind of fi figured out how to do it. And you don't have to go expensive lights. You can just get, there's so many lights. That, just put a diffuser, just put like white paper. You're good, man. Like, And then it sounds soft or bounce it off the wall. Lights for me um, would be the number one. And um, a decent mic even just a USB mic, because most people really don't tell the difference, but just, I would say a decent mic, lights, it can, the camera, you can really just kinda, um, uh, you don't have to allot so much on that, um, but it is nice if you have a nice, of course, uh, um, SLR, you know, SLR camera, that always is a nice plus, but it's not necessary, especially in most cases as a host, sometimes you're a little box, you know what I mean? So much of the quality might not really be appreciated sometimes but i mean a good camera is good but i would say lights a decent mic um you can get a good mic for like a hundred dollars and i would say go land connection do not ever host um invest in a land buy the land cable buy the the buy the 10 meter land cable even if it's all the way downstairs even if the modem's down you know even if the the router is all the way down by the LAN connection because Wi-Fi will just be a nightmare for production. So I would say lights, mic, um, LAN cable. <laughs> this is like all the stuff that I remember when I first started getting into like the production side of things. This is all yeah. the stuff that Lewis was preaching from like, because <laughs> Lewis was my like guru of person to ask yeah. for anything. And yeah, the exact like lighting was huge for me because I've never, I was just like, yeah, camera, you turn it on you can see you you're all yeah. good but yeah. then when lewis started teaching me like no you you need to <laughs> you need to light this properly i was you like wow man, this, like i know so lewis appreciate better. yeah i know lewis appreciates the backlight like here yeah. just the, yeah. the light here because that creates nice contrast between the subject and thing and my lights are bouncing 
off. That's something I learned through just kind of researching. And it just, you know, I know I can do more with this setup by kind of tweaking the settings of my camera as well. I know that. But um, yeah, it really makes such a difference, man. Lights, like you guys, your you guys' lights are very, very good. Like I can see that. Yeah, it's it's it really makes a world of difference. Yeah, it it really really does. Uh, taking it back to talking about working from home, like when it comes to kind of hosting these events and running these events, what kind of the differences? I mean, other than obviously you're not there, but like what are the kind of differences that you're noticing? from doing this work from home stuff versus being there like is is has there been a big difference in terms of Absolutely. how you're doing the content um great question um i think the main difference is you don't have a crowd you don't mm. feed off anything there's no energy there's none that pulse that you usually get with the crowd that connection you usually have you don't have that and the the trick with that if you're doing a live event if you're hosting a live event is to always have a window that has a comment because you engage with comments. That's gonna be your pulse. That is the replacement for going back and forth with your audience. Because if you engage people, if anyone's acknowledging the comments, then you create a connection. And that's how you create that connection with the audience. A lot of hosts um, uh, kind of don't think about this um, based on just my conversations, but hosts who do understand this, it is so valuable. Um, ha engaging the comments, engaging the, basically engaging the crowd that's what it is mm. engaging mm. the comment is basically talking to the crowd that is the equivalent of that and a lot of events actually don't think about that a lot of um uh brands uh, that i've worked with don't even consider it so i always request especially for doing a studio chroma setup i'm like i'm like a direct um the director asks you think we can have this flat screen with the comments just so that i can just go back and forth with them um, and it, it's just such a different atmosphere. It's so, it's so different. It's, it's, uh, there's a back and forth now, um, rather than just speaking, you know, if not, you're just looking, right? You're just, you're just, you're, if you're the audience sitting, you're just like, yeah, he's talking. Yeah, I'm, I'm listening. But if you kind of type something like, hi, I'm just like, oh, hi, T, let's say Leslie, like Leslie types, Leslie's just watching, but he says, like, hello. I'm like, hi, Leslie. And you're just like, oh, hi, Leslie. That's me. Hi. You know? So, um, Engaging in the comments is, I think, uh, very, very, very important. The main difference was not having an audience, but um, having chat, basically Twitch chat. You know, if you're a streamer, you yeah. understand this. But if you're a host <laughs> that never streamed, then it's really not something you think about. So I think engaging with the comments in the chat is very, very, very important. I completely agree. And it's something because you, you've worked in the gaming world a lot. So yes. you're very aware of Twitch and Twitch culture and the chat and all stuff like that. But I would imagine because you, you do a lot of weddings and stuff like yes. that, that. That was kind of the thing. Uh, I imagine you would find a lot of peers in that industry that don't necessarily think like particularly transitioning. Like, has that transitioned to working from home much? Like, the, were people doing remote weddings that you could MC or is, was anything like that? Weddings, no. Um, what usually happens is it's a very small group and a good friend of mine at the Mongson actually started his own company in terms of uh, Experience Live. Basically, um, it's basically putting people through a Zoom call or a Facebook group and streaming what's happening. And then uh, sometimes you would flash him onto the screen. So you would still hit the requirement of the minimum, uh, the maximum amount of people, which is sometimes like 20 to 30 people within the venue, mm. depending on, you know, the IETF rules. 
and uh, he would stream it so that people can still be part of that celebration through streaming. And he kind of popped off with that. Now he has two things, My fr- this uh, good friend of mine, colleague of mine, Atom. So he has his hosting career again, and now he has Experience Live, which is basically live coverage of events through streaming, um, which um, I think has been the adjustment for celebrations. But in terms of having it like this, um, um, it's it's uh, for wedding snow, but for corporate for mm. sure, yes. So you say you've done a you've done a lot of corporate work in that. Oh yeah, as well? absolutely. Yeah, um, I've I've uh, I'm doing a few um, coming in, uh, but yeah, I did a lot of corporate work uh, within this past two years. Mm. What what does like particularly in the, a work from home kind of setup? Because I have a friend who they run a online show uh, yeah. where people can dial in and play games on their smartphone like for, or for a browser or stuff like that it's pretty cool but that they managed to transition that to a similar thing like working for corporations who wanted their parties but they wanted them over zoom so you, yes. you could do this whole thing online what, what was you doing like so a lot of hosting of events like yeah. that kind of stuff yeah awards nights um or sales rallies or um brand launches or uh press launches like i just did one for acer for um uh their q4 uh, with the media so you talk to the ceo talk about your achievements what you reach and what you know uh look forward to with of course friends from the media kind of covering the story and being part of the chat there so it's engaging the friends from the media and everything or just having an event where you know it's a either a, a milestone celebration or trying to get people going uh, in terms of motivating for the goals for the next quarter um, these are things that I did for a very, very long time as well as a host. Um, uh, uh, and that actually, I've been doing a lot of that. Um, and I've been doing most of that here, actually, where this setup now. Mm. So I suppose, you know, before we start talking about some other stuff, we, we've touched on a number of things, like from tech to, you know, practice and stuff like that. But if you were to give someone, say, in a similar position, to yourself or uh you would to give them uh a piece of advice for transitioning to working from home w- would you say that there w- was like a, a piece of advice that someone said what well, one thing would you tell me i'm thinking of doing this what's the one thing that's going to make it better for me like do you have a tip like that um i would say for mostly everyone i mean uh, uh bottom line regardless of what you're doing it's all about being able to communicate the best you can with the people right like with whoever mm-hmm. you're communicating with if you don't have good equipment um then it's hard to do that like if if you have a mic that kind of is like goes through the reds right uh and you can hear the background or you can hear people you know um you can hear people um in the background or the the car uh, driving by and all of those things then you can't really communicate effectively in regards to whatever you're getting into. So um, showing that you invest in proper equipment, and it doesn't have to be expensive like we spoke about a while ago, shows that you care about connecting and communicating with the people that you're gonna be doing business with and providing value for. Um, That's it, I would say just um, invest in the proper equipment so that you can communicate and connect with the people you're gonna be serving or providing value for. And that definitely, I think, kind of hits whatever thing you're going to get into. Yeah. yeah, I completely agree. Sorry, go ahead, Lewis. I think uh, I think one thing, too, um, you know, kind of just going into the last portion here. Um, how do you feel like things are going to go, you know, with, with the future of this? Like, do you feel like now, like, Pandora's box is, is open and this is just going to be the way things are going forward? Like, 
more people are going to pivot to online. Like I'm sure you've seen like, you yep. know, Apple and Microsoft do these amazing yep. like pre-produced videos. Whereas before it was just doing something live. Like how do you feel the future is mm. going to be with, with this type of stuff? Very, very good for all of us in events because now you'd now have, before we had events and that already provided so much work for all of us. And now you have the online space, you have the digital space, you have digital events now. So I don't think, um, I think the, the hardest part of, because this was supposed, this probably is going to happen like maybe a year, uh, five years down the line, right, for us. But the hardest part with kind of doing something new is just doing it, right? Mm. Like getting getting the people that make the decisions to be open to trying something new, because why try something new if you already have something that works, right? So now all of these brands, everything, all the, the people making decisions have now experienced online events and they're like, oh, this is great too. We can do this as well. So um, they tried it. They had to. And now you have both. So I think people in events, especially if you have good equipment and you're good enough and you already have respect from your peers, uh, can look forward to more events, um, just more, because you could, there's just so many ways to mount an event now. It can be from home or it can be it can be live or from a studio even. I know productions have invested millions in studio equipment because they see, yeah, things are gonna basically kinda move forward here because it's cheaper to put up a digital event. Like it's compared to like hiring the space, booking the venue, it has its own problems naturally, right? But if you're looking for the cost in terms of manpower and what you save, it, it is a little bit easier on the cost, depending on what you want for that event, of course. But just in itself, it, it is more economical, um, especially if you have a certain type of event with a certain type of budget um, to do it um, online. So more work for anyone in events, I think. I think that's something we can look forward to. And and having yeah. said that, oh sorry, Chris, but uh, yeah, no, having no. I'm probably gonna say the same thing as you. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> having said that, uh, like, do you do you miss it a little bit? Are you happy to kind of get out there back in the world again? Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah, I miss it. I mean, uh, I miss nothing beats the human connection, right? I mean, you know, nothing beats that. So, uh, the, hell yeah, I miss it. I miss the I miss the laughter. I miss I miss the roar of the crowd. Um, I've been able to do a little bit more weddings now and just to hear people laugh has been exhilarating. Uh, you definitely take those things for granted. But on the on, on, on the opposite side, I've also, I think, become a lot happier because I didn't, I realized, because I was a workaholic, I would work, man. Louis, you know me, I mean, I was working straight. Um, uh, it's just, you're just on autopilot mode. And I think that's something we all kind of realize where um, how important family is, how important just being home, getting the chance to just have that and realize what's important. And I, for me, I think that has also enabled me to become a better version of myself, which ultimately affects the kind of work I do, right? So I feel that um, it was a really nice, hard reset, um, especially if it kind of sorts out your priorities in a better way. So yeah, man, I think um, I did miss it, but I also, I think I've grown in a way that was very, very good in terms of me as a person and uh that only makes the work better right so um yeah um in in that aspect for sure yeah i strongly agree and that that is basically exactly what i was going to ask was 100 percent. so yeah no that that is that is good to know man that is good to know and uh yeah i mean lewis do, do we want to follow up with anything else uh i i think that covers most of it um I guess, yeah, I mean, 
thank you for joining us on this Ari. Mm-hmm. um yeah but man most importantly you know where do where do people find you how how do they how do they book you uh are you already are, are you already booked up for the year i mean are there any slots open where where do people get <laughs> I, I got a few still open i'm, I'm <laughs> aiming for the bingo like i've never bingoed before a bingo is like a term in, in 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 at least in our space that if you get your entire calendar booked so i've been close to a bingo but uh, i've never had that in my career yet but um <laughs> No, um, if you guys want to get in touch, you can check out my uh, my so my handles there. Uh, thank you for for putting that on on the screen. I appreciate that. That's my handle for for everything: IG, Facebook, um, and um, uh, uh, TikTok and Twitter as well. Um, you can get in touch with me at host at erinieman.com, or you can also go to my website erinieman.com. Um, all the details are there. Um, my body of work is there. If you just want to see like my experience, um, of course, in the industries. And yeah, that's it. If you want to get in touch, be happy to uh, um, connect with you. Harry, thank you so much for joining us on this very first episode of the Work From Home cast here. Oh, I popped Explit. the cherry. Hey. Yeah, it's you, that's man. Yeah, that's like, awesome. Thank, thank you. you. I'm so honored. Much. I'm honored. All right. We'll never forget this. You know? I, I, no. Uh, I don't, yeah, I, okay. We won't. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, thank you so much for being here. Honestly, if anyone can help Harry get that bingo i'm all i'm all for it because you you are a professional a lot of the stuff you say is incredibly inspiring like i said just looking through your website myself i was like man i gotta i gotta start working on <laughs> getting my, <laughs> get my stuff in order like it helps cause a it lot, helps oh no honestly and, and and a lot of that stuff is is so like the particularly like lewis said like about listing the equipment you've got and everything that's such a thing that i as soon as it was mentioned i was like why have i never thought to do that like that's so that's such a good, useful thing for everyone on both sides. So, yeah. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, this wraps up the very first episode of the Work From Home cast. Lewis, take us out. All right. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Aria, again. Thanks, uh, guys. Yeah, we're hoping to continue this as an ongoing series. You know, if you're watching this likely on YouTube or on our podcast page, you know, make sure to like, click, subscribe, do all those good things. Thanks again, Chris. Thanks again, Ari. And uh, we'll catch you on the next one.